Today's episode is presented by The Skin Store. For over 20 years, The Skin Store has been the number one destination for premium skincare, hair care, and beauty products. With over 8,000 different products from 300 different brands, The Skin Store has you covered for all your hair, cosmetics, supplements, and of course, skincare needs. Find your favorite brands like Elta MD, New Face, Olaplex, and more, all in one place with gifts with every purchase. Right now, The Skin Store is offering our listeners 20% off your next purchase by using the code POD. That's code P-O-D for 20% off your next purchase at skinstore.com forward slash pod dot list. Skin Store, have the confidence to tackle the day ahead. Exclusions apply. It's not just because Sam is a black man that I'm defending or irritated with the storyline. Right. Because if you were going to do the same thing with Bucky... (laughs) Then, then Steve should have picked Bucky. You see what I'm saying? You may fire when ready. podcast to give you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. How y'all feeling? It is another great day for you all to join us, and we are excited that you are joining us. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 15, the podcast of Bagger Vance. And if you don't know who Bagger Vance is, that's on you. So that's where we're at. Uh, We are sticking with Will Smith movies. Uh, Will Smith did a movie where he played a like a ghost caddy um, called Bagger Vance, and that's kind of where we're at, where we came from. Um, uh, my name is Doug Wagner, and I am one of the co-hosts of Films of Black and White, but in order to do this right, I need to invite one of my other co-hosts into this, and one Brian Roush. Brian Roush, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm, I'm feeling good. Feeling good to be here. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling good to be here. It's good to see you all. That's good. It's yeah. good to be with you, Brian. And in or we need to make sure that this trio is complete. So we are going to invite the one, the only Marcus J. Destin. Marcus, how you feeling? I'm from the Naughty Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm feeling no, I'm I'm feeling outside of other things, I am feeling very good. It is good to be here. I've been excited to pod. We are. I guess all week. I guess all week. I had to figure out what the timeline was, but yeah, I've been, I've been excited to pod. We we're excited to pod with you. However, we mm-hmm. do um, need to take a moment to acknowledge the current situation in tragedy again um, in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, um, and the uh, murder of Dante Wright and the situation that is going there. Um, Obviously, there are more details coming out as the day has progressed and they will continue to come out. Um, But, you know, from from me at the very least, I just want to say... my, 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 I hope that the right family is, will find peace eventually. Like this is a tragedy and it's horrible. And I, my thoughts are with them for sure. Um, his two kids, his girlfriend. Um, and then the other thing I'm just going to say is why the fuck are we doing this again? Um, we are doing this yet again on this podcast in the past year where we have to say, (laughs) 
our thoughts or and or prayers and both go out to a family um, as, who has been on the other end of police violence. So I just I think at some point this is getting pretty exhausting. Um, but I do want to invite my other co-hosts in to give any comments if they have. But those those are what I have thus far. So Brian or Marcus. Um, oh, well, thank you. Um, I, there's not much to say, but I dug pretty much hit it. Um, once again, we find ourselves talking about the bullshittery again and again and again whether it is you know you know black black lives being taken asian lives being taken assaulted you know asian community pacific islander communities being assaulted or hurt or violence and, and it's, it's time and time again we watch the same thing play out um and it's and it, and we come on this podcast to say it's it's time for change again we we said it once we'll continue to say it i will continue to say it because i don't want to speak on behalf of anyone else, but it is time for change. We have to do something different. And regardless of what the reasoning was, or and regardless of the context of somebody's life, there is no justification for taking someone's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, new information comes out, whether it was an accident or not. Um, it, it's been ruled a homicide currently, I think is what, as, as of right now, this, this episode will be out Friday, but as of Monday, it is being ruled a homicide, but I'm sure there'll be some new information out, regardless mm-hmm. of what it is. This cannot happen. Yep, um, and, and we need to do something different. So rest in peace um, to Dante Wright. Mm-hmm. Prayers to his family. Um, and, and you cannot be upset with the way that people react when they are fed up. You yep. cannot tell people how to react when they are fed up. And, and I think that's where I'll keep it. If I have anything else, I'll just yep. pop in later. Thank you. Yep, appreciate it. Brian? Yeah. And I just, you know, it's just anger. Like it's anger for me and, and, and despair seeing this because just reading everything about this and seeing it, it then gets to this point and I'm going to call in my fellow white people who listen to this and you're going to get to a point, right? Where you, we know this cycle and that's what angers me. We know this cycle and you're going to have your uncle or whoever share on social media that people shouldn't be rioting or, or, or whatever and, and, and causing damage to businesses. And it always makes me so angry because people put things ahead of people like of, of like just things ahead of people is really what it comes down to. And if you're worried more about these businesses who are probably insured, they're going to be fine. They're just things they can be replaced. People can't. And I keep hearing the same thing over and over and over again of just like, well, it's just so sad that all these businesses and I don't, I don't care about that. And if you're one of those people, stop it, just stop it. Somebody lost their life. A father who had a two-year-old, you should be caring more about why did this happen again? And you know why it happened again and how do we stop it? And that, that talks about so many things about how we see the police and how do we need to defund them? Do we need to abolish them? It needs to change because something needs to change because some kid just lost their dad again, which is absolutely wrong and despicable. And if I have to come there and read the end of policing to you because you're still not getting it, I'm happy to do that because this should stop happening. It needs to stop happening. And all of this will continue until something changes. So I don't care about those stores. Those stores are going to be fine in a year. Dante Wright's family is not going to get him back in a year. So I just need to say that out loud because I'm so sick of seeing that online. 
yeah. uh, justice for him and justice for his family. Yep. Agreed. And I think the last thing that I'll say is and it's kind of absolutely fire comments, Brian. Appreciate it. Um, the other thing that I'll say is I'm also tired of the like, if people just followed the law mm-hmm. and that's the other thing I'm tired of hearing. It's like, clearly that doesn't matter. Like it, it, it clearly, I mean, we've seen exa- uh, examples, Elijah McClain, like that, it doesn't matter. Like they can comply and it, it literally, I mean, this man was pulled over because he had a, he had a, a, a air freshener hanging from his rear view mirror. Too many so, air fresheners hanging from his. It's ridiculous. So again, I'm just it, following the law doesn't matter. And, and I'm not going to recreate what both Brian and Marcus said, because they just said it quite perfectly. So we Wait, are going, what I'll say is great. I do you. appreciate you too as hosts. As, as co-hosts and as friends for using your voice to speak up when you don't have to. Um, we have a platform that we are trying to grow. So as businessmen, we, you know, you don't have to say the things that you do. We don't have to take the time to do this, but you do it anyway. As, as fathers, you take the time to teach yeah. your children and your families about this kind of stuff. And I don't take that for granted as a black man to have friends and co-hosts, well, friends, cause that incorporates all of that stuff. So to have friends, um, that take the time to speak up and say what's right and what's wrong um, and, and to stand up on behalf of others when they don't literally, they don't have to, when the sure. system it's, it's more beneficial to you both than it is to anyone to, like to myself on this podcast. And so I do appreciate y'all. And I do want to say thank you for always continuously using your voices to speak against injustices and the wrongs that are you know being done in this world. Yeah. I think most importantly for me, it's to, to be honest and put truth to power. And I'm just telling everybody how I feel. So I, I appreciate it. So, um, so we are going to try to move forward and give you the same old yuck, yuck jokes you get from us week in and week out, but we did want to take a minute (laughs) to, uh, just got done talking about like truth to power. And then I said, yuck, yuck, not yuck, like yeah, five seconds a... later. Um, but we are going to film some black and white. Yeah? Yeah. Hey! <laughs> um, so we're going to give you the same stuff. And in order to do that, we yeah. need to get into catch that quotable. And I don't know if y'all have heard, Jesus. but I have retained my crown uh, as champion for yet another week. And I am look, thrilled Brian. to continue <laughs> as champion. Um, and Ugh. this week I would love it if, uh, Marcus would please read us his quote first. So Marcus, okay. please share your quote with us. Well, first of all, I've been seeing the votes on Patreon that y'all like stuff like this and y'all want to see more of this. Um, I think it's really interesting. And really? so, okay. you know, we might switch this up one day, who knows, but I, but we see y'all and we hear y'all. Patty yeah, for sure. We see you and we hear you. Um, they like this stuff. I just want to confirm this. They like the quote they, game. They said that they wanted more segments. Um, wow. They put up a poll um and, okay. and it said more segments and it really likes this this part of the podcast so you all know right. you know we, we we hear you we see you we hear you we see you that's okay, all okay. i'm gonna say all right um, all right this give week, the people I, what they want let's do it this week i didn't really give a fuck i feel like i'm going to give this one away but i was watching this movie this weekend and i just <laughs> thought it was a good i thought it was funny as fuck okay um <laughs> come on it's game time get your hames Lace up your Nikes, grab your Wheaties and your Gatorade, and we'll pick up a Big Mac on the way to the ballpark. <laughs> you know, one more time, unless Brian wants to. Yeah. I'm going to buzz in. I'm going to buzz okay. in. Yeah. Please. What's up, Brian? Is this Space Jam? It is Space Jam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> way to go, Brian. It's oh. on HBO Max right now. Obviously, Incredible. Space Jam 2 is coming out. Um, the only reason I felt so confident, I was like, that movie's a giant commercial, mm-hmm. and he just listed like three things, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they're headed to the White Sox field. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure that yeah. this is what happens. Yeah. Right, before, um, right The line right before that is, uh, 
this is not a commercial or we don't do things for or we don't do things for commercial purposes or something like that. It's just like Wayne's World when they did. Oh, that, sure. When they did that whole shtick. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. Funny. I mean, Space Jam is a giant commercial. Like, the like whole, whole absolutely. The whole thing. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but shout out to one Bill Murray for wearing a St. Paul Saints hat in that That's particular true. movie. Yeah. So shout out to him. So yeah. Well, great. I mean, we had. That was almost labyrinth evil like level speed, mm-hmm. Brian. You know, like, Brian you had to get like, his. You were just Brian right had in there. to get his. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that Doug's legacy is like a David Bowie, like oh Tim. yeah, and you'll so... get it right away. Can you do the big ad one with Michael Jordan? <laughs> oh, Brian's got it. <laughs> that's fine. That's that's from my that's... wheelhouse apparently. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. All right, Brian, give us your quote, man. All right, the desert is merciless. It takes everything from you. One more time for everybody playing on the other end. The desert is merciless. It takes everything from you. What's the last desert movie you watched, Doug? Uh, I mean, the first thing that jumps to my mind is the movie Sahara with Matthew McConaughey. Oh, that's that's the one where they're looking for gold doubloons? Yeah, and there's a weird, like, solar energy theme to that movie as well. There is. Oh, there is. So that one, that's, that's the first thing that jumps to mind. The other thing that jumps to mind is uh, Lawrence of Arabia because that's also set oh. in a desert. But that also, those two. Brian does this goddamn thing. <laughs> when you put out a guest for a movie, pay for the Patreon to see the Brian Roush, are you sure, head tilt. Because he'll come at you like, are you sure? Is that is that the movie you're thinking about? I can't hide my face. I don't like, know. That's why Maybe when we all went to Zoom, it was like say? all over for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what what was the solar part of that movie in the in the They're looking for like the Civil War ship that makes its way that's filled with like Confederate gold that makes its way up the Nile, but then they also built at the same time they're like trying to like there's a company that has like a whole solar thing going on in the middle of the desert. I might be that's making that up. It's been I'm a while sure. since yeah. it's been a while since I've seen that movie. That's weird. Okay, sorry, Brian. What's the what's the hint? That's interesting. I don't remember the... that movie being that about that. The hint, ooh, let me think about this hint. Hang on a second. I want to at least make it not super wild here. What are the other desert movies are there? What's that one about the worms, the sandworms? What is that? That's from Beetlejuice, but they don't ever talk about the desert. Your your clue is going to be R2-y. It's a Star Wars movie. I'm punching in. Okay. Can you say the quote again? The quote is, the desert is merciless. It takes everything from you. The hint is R2-y. Oh, and the hint is R2E. Okay. Yes. Is this when Anakin goes and murks all the fucking sand people in um what is that? What is that? It's the it's episode two. It's episode you two. You are close. Oh. It is not though. Oh fuck. You're you're close. Ah, I'll god. say that. Oh my god. Wait. Oh my god. Wait. Brian? Yeah. No. I feel I don't know no. what it is because I haven't watched any of these recently, but no. I'm gonna okay. guess the last time you put something in there. Brian, is this a new hope? It is not a new hope. Okay, what is my next reference? Congratulations, gentlemen. This is Star Wars The Clone Wars, a theatrical animated movie released in theaters in 2008. Oh my god, I hit hit you with a curveball. I did, I did, I did you dirty this time. Brian with the circle change. All right, I did, I did. Yes, I'm not mad at that at all. Quick trivia like, you all were good. I just after last week, I was like, okay, I got to like do something here. Um, 
but yeah so essentially like before they did the clone wars animated series they did a movie it wasn't supposed to be a movie but lucas was like no it's not a movie so they made like three episodes into a movie put it in the theaters i remember watching it being like what am i watching um and then yeah so this is a theatrically released movie but it's basically just a giant promo for the tv show i did not know that that's That's insane i did not know that either who says that line what'd you say who says that line oh that's anakin oh okay all right right. that's that's a that's a cool curveball brian i like that just wanted to add some trivia. That's I definitely fantastic. thought it was when Anakin went and murked those entire sand people. <laughs> I mean, you're pretty then, close. Like, and then came back and told them, I killed them all. <laughs> the women, the children. And you, Don't like, you oh, love Padme just being like, oh you, oh, you killed a bunch of people? Oh, well, here's some food. She's a senator. <laughs> She's a senator that just <laughs> known a mass murderer. I said, Jesus. Oh, shit. Damn. Okay, good. Well, what Portman. you got? All right, gentlemen. Yeah. That is Jeff. Shout out to All right. Y'all ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Do you know what the scariest thing is? To not know your place in this world. Oh, Jesus. To I not know, know why you're here. That's just an awful feeling. This is sad. Eeyore. Um, okay. Do why you do- know what the scariest thing is? Mm-hmm. To not know your place in this world. To not know why you're here. That's just an awful feeling. Jesus, this is sad. This is depressing. I'm, I'm sorry to harsh all y'all's buzz, but <laughs> we're, we're all sitting here with Star Wars trivia, and then you're like, what's my purpose? I know you're feeling in this world. Well, could it be soul? But that's too new. Doug wouldn't do anything this new. He wouldn't do anything that. That's too new. It, let's. It's not a Nick Cage movie, so we can it's just not. move away yeah, from that. Off. Yeah. I, will, I will tell you that. Um... It's an existential thing. It's probably a singular focus character piece. Like Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> it could yes, be. Yes, like Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes. <laughs> what's, the, what's the hint? What's the hint? The hint is security guard. I'll go. Okay. Is, mm-hmm. this, is this unbreakable? Brian, this is unbreakable. Holy fuck. Oh my god. Brian is perf Brian has a perfect Brian game. Roush. Brian coming in here with a perfect game. <laughs> oh, and the tides I mean, of catch that quotable shift again. And Brian Roush with the racial equity speech in the beginning and then yeah. coming in. Is it Black History Year again? Oh it my might god. Be. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Wow. Is, wow, I'm filled with emotions right now. Um, you yeah, proud uh, of yourself today, Brian. Look, that was look, great. Brian, I'm not you mad sign at that. Off that now? Do you just want to quit now while you're <laughs> well, ahead? Hey, this the podcast, everybody. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, I was like, it has to be like a Joker thing. And then you said security guard, and I was like, the only other vibes I get is like Samuel Jackson. Right. Yep, in that Les. movie. And I was like, that's he, right. that's the vibe I get. I'm just gonna go for it. Like, I'm just gonna dive in. So there you go. Bruce there, was redemption from last week. Yeah, that smoked sure. me. Man, I, I love it. I love this podcast. Man, did you crazy. all watch uh, Split and then what was the other one? Were they all yeah, three? I watched connected? all three. Um, Split I mean, and, and uh, Glass. I need to watch Glass. Okay, was Glass good? Um, Glass was, it may have been good as a movie, <laughs> bad as a ending to this wonderful trilogy. So oh, I okay. say, no, it was not good. I didn't okay. care for it all right. because I was a big fan of Unbreakable and Split. 
Yeah. More so Unbreakable. Yeah. Um, Glass yeah. was not the finale I was expecting. So Unbreakable, like I remember yeah. looking back on it and being like, oh, hell yeah. I'm absolutely ahead of its time. Yeah. It was way ahead of its I time. Know. It really was. Um, especially as a superhero movie when yeah. people weren't doing stuff like that. So, yeah. And you can stream Glass on HBO Max. Oh, there you go. There, there you go, go HBO. We can, do that. we can do that all day. Why don't you just go ahead and pay us? Sponsor us. Yeah, you can sponsor us, us HBO. Think about um, that. I know you're listening. Be gentlemen, up. that was fantastic. I did not write down where the scoreboard is, so we will know next week. So tune in next week to see who's if i if the champion has changed um i have a feeling it might have with brian's you know game like her, his game six performance over here um <laughs> can i can i say as we were doing our thing right <clears throat> a funny thing happened my boss my boss's boss just followed me on snapchat and it scared the fuck out of me <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I totally get that. Cause <laughs> right in the middle of Brian, no, right in the middle of Doug reading this quote, I, I you'll hear me say, "Why the?" <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, and I was just like, "Man, maybe he's just like really into this." I, I thought he was really upset why I picked that quote, and I was like, "Right, there's context, and that makes a ton the of sense." Fuck out of me, scared the hell out of me. I was like, "Oh my, why is this happening?" But sorry, let's go here. Let's all right. It. Um, well, gentlemen, this is a news episode, so we are going to break it down for everybody here. Some of the things coming out of Hollywood. We're going to structure stuff a little bit different because we have a we have a topic that's going to take some time. So I'm going <laughs> to oh, have boy. Brian go for his first piece. Then I'll go and we'll kind of rotate that way. So, Brian, what do you got Yo. for news this week? Uh, it, is, it is hot. It so is. Hot oh, I should have thought about that before I so did my piece of news here. But here we go. Fine. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So the first piece of news that we are going to talk about today is Lucy Liu has been cast as Calypso in the Shazam sequel. So first off, I want to share this piece of news. One, Lucy Liu's great. Mm, And I feel like we don't talk about her enough. She is an action star. She's done drama, romance, Mm. like comedy. She's Mm -hmm. done it all and i feel like we don't talk about her she has broken some barriers um oh for sure just i just i just want to talk about lucy lou um not a lot of details as one can imagine but uh she will be i mean technically now she's officially a god now within Mm -hmm. the dc universe so don't know if there's gonna be any crossovers there um there's looking to be a team component with the shazam sequel sure uh, but that's the information that we know right now i don't know a whole ton about calypso reading up on her um but in any case i'm really excited for her to be coming back to movies and especially in a villain role i think it could be really exciting yeah that's super cool brian marcus do you know anything about calypso I don't know anything about Calypso, to be honest with you, um, oh, cool. but I will read up on it. I think it'll be something that's like fresh and new, um, <laughs> kind of like the Black Adam thing, though, but I'm not really familiar with the Shazam oh, universe sure. outside of Shazam himself. Uh, but I do agree that Lucy Liu is is an OG and should be oh, recognized absolutely. as such, um, and she can pretty much do anything. So I'm all on board for her playing Calypso, Kaleidoscope, whoever it is. And, 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 and it really doesn't matter. Around. The fact that she's involved in it at all is something absolutely. that I'm here for 100%. Totally. I mean, absolutely. if she brings even an, a fourth of that like Kill Bill energy that she brought to that role, this yeah. is going to be awesome. Oh, so, man. Yeah. Or a Nikki <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's my shit. Sorry, I don't know the full line, but that's that, no, like that's exactly what I was thinking though. Like any yeah. of the Kill Bill energy that's gonna yep. be put into here, fire, gonna play off perfectly. Like, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, off of uh, Zachary Levi here. So in any case, I'm hyped for that sequel. This is a good thing, and yeah. especially with how the last movie ended with all of them sharing power, mm-hmm. which is also a great example of sharing power and delegating power. So you can subscribe for my leadership podcast. <laughs> Uh, leading with Roush. Uh, in any case, <laughs> I'm just really excited. He really came ready to podcast. Yeah, Brian, like, I'm, I'm a little <laughs> threatened Brian by this his, guy. Brian did his goddamn stretches before he jumped on the podcast. Look, I enjoy you all very much. That's where this energy is coming from, genuinely and authentically. So, can we rename this episode the podcast of Brian Roush? Oh my yeah. gosh. Not the, legend of, uh, not, the, not the podcast of Bagger Vance. The, the, the podcast of Brian Roush is what we're going to have to call it. Jesus. Um, Y'all are nice. Any other thoughts on Clipso before we move forward? I, I agree with you, Brian. I think this is going to be absolutely fire for sure. So I think as a franchise, I, I, I'm interested to see where they go because the first one was not kiddish, but kind of kiddish. And yeah. that first, you know, you go, you always get that original, that origin movie vibe from yep. it, right? So I'm interested to see you adding these OGs because there was another casting right before that one. And yep. then you have Black Adam coming after this one or maybe it's before this i can't remember but black adam is coming yeah i'm interested to see what the vibe is going to be in comparison to the whole dc universe um and what their vision is or non-vision whatever the fuck wb is doing for sure also (laughs) i would like to point out that somehow the rock has made himself look scarier because this is this is shazam adjacent but he um released pictures of him like lifting and his legs look fucking nuts like oh it my just, gosh it you could crush a watermelon me, i yeah i mean i'm terrible i i i never want to be in a room with that man <laughs> no, no 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 would you asked him to start, bring his bag of weights no, no, i no, told no. him that if he shows up with his bag of weights i'm not yeah. going to be ready um <laughs> and as of right now i would immediately just i'd be staring at all of his muscles and it would get weird really fast and then i'd have to leave um so one thing I do want to say before we move on. So the reason all of us are drawing a blank on Calypso is because there's not a Calypso in the comics. Apparently this is made oh. just for the movie, according to oh. Sci-Fi Wire. So okay. that is why all three of us are like, okay. that's weird. Who's we haven't that? heard of her. <laughs> well, you can't hear from her because she wasn't in the comics. Well, so something very, very fresh. Awesome. I'm, glad Even we, I'm glad none of us lied and was like, no, I know about Calypso. Oh, yeah, no, about totally. You know, yeah, for you sure. Know, the one with the lightning. Um, oh, yeah, duh. <laughs> So the the piece of news that I have um, for my portion is, so this is kind of Godzilla and King Kong related. So yes. um, the CEO, Josh Grode, did an interview um, talking about like sort of the secret success of like, not the secret success, the very well-documented success at this point of Godzilla versus Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of picked his brain and said like, hey, like, what do you all think? Like, is this going to be the end of it? And essentially he said, no. Like it has been such a hit and they are genuinely excited to like, they apparently have a lot more ideas for monsters. Godzilla could battle just waiting in a hopper somewhere. Oh, it's Um, it's the tarantula with fire eyes. It's fire eye tarantula is going to show up. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) I just mentioned that because Godzilla versus Kong was good and it was a fun watch. So the fact that they're like leaning into this and getting exciting about excited about it makes me super excited as well. So, um, I mean, 
we haven't even really scratched the surface and they mentioned this and I got this from screen rant, but they even mentioned it there. Um, but they said like, you know, we haven't even scratched the surface of what some of these characters are and all oh, yeah. of the different like villain, all the different an like animals, basically different creatures I mean, that he could do battle with. We haven't even still. touched the surface. So the fact mm. that, you know, they're excited about it is pretty cool. So just yeah. thought, I like it. I, I mean, like it. I like it. They can, they like, they can pull, they can pull from anything. Oh, like, yeah. honestly, at this point, I mean, like the monster verse, I think is what they're calling it, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can, like, you can get to a point where it's like, you can even do sequels to just Godzilla. Like, there's mm -hmm. even, I mean, like, Mothra, I'm sure they could keep talking about. I'm sure we'll see some type of Mecha Godzilla again. Yeah. Um, I mean, mecha, like, mecha. I just, there's just so you can just keep going and i get it people people there is a space for this dumb monster movie that i enjoy as well like and i feel like it fits that niche um and i mean like yeah, yeah. they would be silly to stop yeah now. yeah i mean i just hope uh brian also you mentioned a mastodon creature i hope yes. they show up look if they introduce any mastodon oriented creature or any fire-eyed tarantula or you better pay character you gotta pay us because we copyrighted oh, yeah, that, that shit like right now yeah. we'll pay um, shit, but whatever. To toho is the japanese company and they've only released really like one movie um since like in in basically forever um right. and so people are like they get their kaiju fixed by watching this and so i think it's like you said i think it's scratched Makes a lot sense. of itches it has officially surpassed tenant in the box office oh <laughs> look at no that way. It's absolutely no way. crushing it look yeah christopher that. nolan is just crying into stacks of a hundreds yeah. right now he's yeah. just, he didn't have to so shoot it forwards and backwards nope look at that. <laughs> weird um <laughs> So that is my first piece of news. Marcus, what do you have for your first piece of news? Okay, so for all of you Gundam fans out there, um, Ooh, if, you yeah. are, if you are like me, um, the Gundam live action movie is actually coming to Netflix with director Jordan Jordan Voigt-Roberts. Um, if you don't know who Jordan Voigt-Roberts is, he actually directed films like Metal Gear Solid or supposed to direct a film called Metal <laughs> Gear Solid, sorry. Um, Kings of Summer, Kong Skull Island, um, successful alcoholics, Nick Offerman, American Ham, Cricket, or Copped. Sorry. If you don't know any of those movies, it's okay because neither do I. Anyway, um, <laughs> it, so they made the announcement today on the Netflix Twitter that um, he is going, they're going to be doing a live action feature film version of Sunrise's Gundam for Netflix. And really what this stems from, speaking of Kaiju, um, is the popularity of uh, it, it's the pop, what's the Pacific Rim? It's the popularity yep. of Pacific yep. Rim. Yep, that's sure. the reason that they're saying that they can do something like um, a live Gundam movie. Not a lot of really news behind this they really just you know just made this announcement um and it's supposed to be pinned by comics legend brian k vaughn is expected to pin the script for the live action oh. so you know netflix has this thing where they can really hit it or they could really miss it it doesn't seem like there's a lot of in between there sure um, yep. but with the gundam thing you really got to get that right especially if you're not going big screen you're going um to the silver screen as they used to call it so sure that's my that's my that's my little bit of news well i mean um, brian vaughn just i want to jump in here yeah. really quick i mean like he's done <laughs> stuff with lost why the last man ex machina runaways and writing saga too like i just he's, he's done a lot he's he's yeah. on it been all over the place. I, i'd be curious to see what the casting looks like for this because yeah. the original gundam we know what the origin for gundam is and where and where it comes from you know as, as it being a comic book and an anime 
but you know how do they do the casting do you try to diversify it americanize it westernize it whatever it is or do you keep it at its origin and at its base is kind of where my line of questioning is they would be completely fucked up to go the other way and not cast a lead that resembles the origin of this story for sure i would agree with that we don't need another ghost in the shell situation we do not which no, was not. such a letdown because I really enjoyed the anime movie. Yeah. And then and then I saw the trailer and I was hyped. And then it just it just it it fell, it like crushed itself under its own weight of just yep. like how detached it was from the source material. And then sure. I don't know. I feel like the other thing too with Gundam is like it all stems from this idea of like, yeah, like <laughs> we're sending these kids in mobile suits. And- <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. that's cool right and like mm-hmm. as a kid like that's when i like you know first got introduced to it it's like yeah i want a giant mech and like i want to fight stuff right and then like it gets into these really heavy concepts shout out to all the people who watched toonami or cartoon network late at night <sighs> uh, on cable television yeah. and you get to a point where you're like flip to it late at night and they're like but what is war if not destruction of everything and you're like wait a minute i'm here for the robots and then that's the moment you realize the whole story is about like hey war is bad and it's bad to send children to fight wars yeah. but then like there's this whole group of the fandom that's just like totally missing the point of being like i can't wait for the robot battles and you're like yeah but we also have to talk about how bored i don't care i want the robots <laughs> shooting lasers at each other so it's a tough needle to thread and yeah. so I hope it's marcus to your point i really hope it's more sourced and based in that because yeah it's the best yeah. way to tell that yeah. story and if you try to westernize it i just feel like it turns into like a gi joe like yeah like war is military good. might is good yeah you know yeah um I think this is also like so. This leads leads into my second piece of news, Marcus. Is Ooh, this is coming to yeah. Netflix, correct? Yes, um, it is. Netflix is flexing its muscles, y'all. Yeah. Like it's, it Netflix has to, is going yeah. to become something absolutely huge because. Um, and normally, Brian, I'd defer back to you, but mine's related, so no, I want to make sure they're please, they're close go. together. So Netflix and Sony announced that they are teaming up with licensing for their for Sony movies the rights to that going exclusively to Netflix. So after a movie premieres, it will go to Netflix. And that includes everything. The Spider-Man stuff, the like Venom stuff, basically like anything that Sony releases um, within 18, they have an 18 month exclusive window um, for Sony to put that stuff on Netflix, which will begin in 2022. And this isn't like Netflix just saying like, Oh, we paid them like $500 million and they're fine. They paid a billion dollars over four years to secure this right. So they are as in like boy billion billion? as in boy. They played a billion dollars over four years to get the rights to Sony properties to display on their streaming service. So mobile suit Gundam's coming live action. They signed this like weird. I mean, this Netflix is trying to reemerge itself as the top streaming service. We were here first and y'all better recognize our OG status. So that's just kind of where they're at on that end. So they're getting huge. Can we? I just want to run through here. So it's everything 2022, right? Mm-hmm. The, Starting in so, 2022, correct. Okay. So you're looking at Morbius. Yep. Uncharted. Yep. Spider Man into the Spider Verse 2. Yeah. You're looking at 
Masters of the Universe, like about uh-huh. He-Man stuff. Venom 3, Bad Boys 4, Jumanji 4. Like, this is unreal. Shit that, that will go to a th- it'll go into a theater, and then when it's done with its run in the theater, like, onto Netflix. I mean, my next question would be, who's next? Because yeah. there, somebody has to compete with this, whether it's Paramount or it's... Yep. We know Disney's going to have to do this soon. Disney's yep. going to have to, whatever you put out there, you're going to have to put on here. Yep. These are not little movies. No. These are these are huge movies. And regardless if Spider-Man, I hope this doesn't cause a fight down the line, though, between Marvel and, and Sony about Spider-Man because Disney this is going to increase popularity yeah. significantly that you're going to have him available to everybody on Netflix. Yeah. I mean... What yeah. the fuck? I mean, that's a big fucking deal. I, I like I mean, it though. I like the movie. It's it's huge, but you're right. Like there are that most of the other properties, like Uncharted, Masters of the Universe, some of that, like yeah. Jumanji, some of that other stuff. Yeah, I'm not as concerned about. But that corner of the Sony area, that Spider-Man corner, yeah. makes wow. me nervous yeah. because Disney want owns back. a portion of it, but mm-hmm. Sony retains some rights of it as well, and they agreed to work together. I would hate for that to be justification mm-hmm. to be like. Mm-hmm. Nope, like we're not going to work together anymore. But I mean, and the rumor see. was that Tom Holland is supposed to sign for a nine movie deal with oh, as Spider Man. Oh my because Lord. we discussed it on this podcast. I think as we were just beginning, that sure. there was this idea that Tom Holland was going to do three movies of him in high school. Oh, we did talk about this. Yeah, three movies of him in college. Oh and my three gosh. movies of him as an adult as adult spider-man was that the proposed deal that was the proposed deal and that's where the nine movie spider-man deal is going to stem from and i think sony could have a hand in we want these three to be ours and disney comes back on the back end and say we want the adult spider-man on our on our end so yeah it'll be some back and forth but i am excited about it i'm excited that's so, super, super huge. I, I, I'm super pumped about this. One, I feel like it's an accessibility issue. Mm-hmm. And I oh, think yeah. it solves it immediately. And mm-hmm. I feel that Netflix has been... We talked about we talked about this last week, too. Like, Netflix is in this weird space of like, hey, it's not going to suck. But <laughs> I don't know. It's better than nothing. You know, yep. like, they're in this weird yeah. medium space. And this just puts it over the top. Because... Yeah. If, if you have to choose between HBO Max and Netflix, now you don't feel like you're missing out on those like really hot, hot movies. Yeah. And I'm looking back here. So this is reminding me of, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm bringing this up. The Spider-Man Disney falling out deal yep. back in 2019, back in September when everybody like was choosing a side, when you didn't yep. need to choose a side. I guarantee you folks listening to this, corporations they don't need you to choose a side they they just they want do to. not they don't they, care you, you don't need no. to support them they're huge corporations and yep. they they in any case yep. so basically according to deadline like back in 2019 there is an 8% distribution fee for sony here yeah. um for disney distributing so i this there's I don't know. This yeah. seems like someone's going to have to figure this out water. over yep. like drinks yep. or something Murky because water. there's still money being paid to Disney. But then I, I don't know. It, that must just be for a theatrical release. It must not cover streaming and streaming. Sony must be able to retain those rights. Um, or maybe we have an HBO Max situation where right. they just went and did it and they're just like, we'll deal with all this later. Right. What are consequences? We'll, which um, which we'll deal HBO with the Max rage is, at another time. And that's biting HBO Max in the ass right now because now sure. Dune, movies like Dune are being like yep. bobbled between theater and streaming. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. so they don't know if they're going to come out here. But then Disney Plus is having the same issue of, well, we yep. don't want to be on. We don't want to be on streaming. We want to be in the in the big theater. So this whole this whole new streaming post pandemic life is going to be a shit show for somebody's uh, contract. Oh, ab- and I hope absolutely. Disney was not online when they found this out. I hope somebody called them ahead of time and was like, "Hey, we about to make this deal. I just oh, want to keep you in the loop." Yeah. I mean, I'm pr- I, like looking at all this stuff. I mean, essentially, you are trying to. They're trying to have two dance partners here. Yeah, essentially. That's basically what they're yep. doing. Yep. And anyone that has ever seen a sitcom where you try to like have two dates at the dance, like not it doesn't possible. go well. Nope. And possible. I think well, not always impossible, but highly unlikely. I, I mean, yeah, cause threesomes wouldn't exist. <laughs> I mean, that's a very good point. Oh man. How did please, I, how do I get into these situations? The, please subscribe like, to the Patreon. Oh my God. Doug's facial expression. <laughs> please. <laughs> Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Brian, I don't even remember it. my point. Oh, I remember my point Sorry. now. Okay. So basically, what it seems like what Netflix did was like, hey, like, <clears throat> we're just going to pay you a bunch of money for all of these movies, all the back end stuff that you would have done with DVD releases, that yep. you would have done with Blu rays. We're just going to pay you all that up front and you just give it to us. And Sony, who has struggled to retain Spider Man, who yeah. has struggled financially at times, they they're gonna get a billion dollars with basically no questions asked like oh, yeah, yeah they're gonna take it and they're gonna basically turn around and whatever deal that they had with disney they're gonna yeah. be like look we have this big pile of money we can contribute just let us keep it that's all it is just let us keep well, it well oh wait wait Go what ahead. if that's it though what if what if it is what if it is sony making that deal with netflix to be able to retain when the fight comes to keep spider-man yeah because yep. It's, that's it's the only resource, thing that makes the most resources sense. like collection. Like I need to be prepared Jesus. in case, you know, shit hits the fan. Well, so how do I do that? Now I have a cool million billion dollars that I can just sit on and say, Disney, here's 500, like here's $250 million of that. Like whatever 8% we would have owed you enjoy. Yeah. Like, well, thank you. Also, this is a good point to come back to this two years later, essentially, that Disney put Sony in this position. Like the entire reason uh-huh. Sony probably looked at this is because <laughs> Disney kept making the slice of the Spider-Man pie smaller. Yeah. So naturally, as a, as a business, Sony's going to be like, well, <laughs> I'm getting less money for the same amount of work that we're putting into Spider-Man. Yep. I'm going to go with Netflix. who's going to give us a billion dollars. Yeah. Not just for the Spider-Man movies, but for everything else on our slate. Yeah. I'm going to do that because Disney got us a bad deal. Like Disney directly did this. Like there's no other way around it. Disney fucked up because you've developed a story and then Mm -hmm. you, you've got to, you made us fall in love with a Spider-Man. He's essential. He's essential to the next story and this next phase. Especially if this if this third movie is successful, sorry y'all that are listening and we're going on this rant, but it's a nerd, I think it's a good nerd moment. Like if this oh, yeah, movie, sure. if the third movie is successful, what happens next? And, yeah. and I know that it's setting up something, but yeah. and Sony has to know you're gonna need us after that third movie. Yep. We'll be back 100%. to have this conversation later. This is the economics of nerd nerddom. Ooh, That's what this is. It is. It's, well, the, it's, yeah. it's 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 the it's the economics of how do properties get made and how are they interested and and all of that type of jazz. So you That's are crazy. you are absolutely right. I think the other note to make that is re- relevant to this. Netflix is flexing not just in this, but they're also flexing in they've secured Ryan Johnson's knives out. So like oh, second, right. third, and fourth point. movie coming yeah. too. They have that movie, um, 
from they had that movie Mank that got nominated for yep. some awards that they basically f- like fundraised and they basically pushed and then they told the director of that, hey, by the way, whatever two movies you make after that, we'll take those two. So this is not like they are trying to say all of you are worried about your little like 35, 40 minute TV shows. Mm-hmm. We are still true to you like movies. You sign with Netflix <laughs> and you don't have to worry about it because you're getting all of Sony plus all these like documentaries about murder. And then you're also getting like all of these like big motion pictures too. Without, so, yeah, they're without the Disneyfication. And right. that's I mean, also important. Yep. You, you don't, you're not held to any boundaries because nope. the Chris Hemsworth movie showed us we can do this with your favorite directors from the yep. with the Russo yep. brothers from Disney. Yep. They can come over here and make a movie too. Yeah, well, absolutely. I, I think the other thing too, so there's two things I want to answer. First, I think it's just two and three, Doug. I, I'm not trying to be that guy. I think it's no, just- No, you're totally fine. I could have gotten it wrong. You're absolutely fine. It is at least two sequels. It's two sequels to though, Netflix. I can't find the numbers, but yeah, like that's also huge because yeah. Knives Out was, was awesome. critical and financial success. Mm-hmm. So like that's, they're also beefing up their mm-hmm. arsenal there. The other thing I want to say, and I'm just obsessed with this and I will get off of this, going back to that deal they made in 2019 between Disney and Sony. So Kevin Feige, right? Um, He retained creative control over Spider-Man during this deal as well. And the reason I point that out, oh, the other thing I want to say, and then I'll get to my short analysis here, is that Spider-Man is also slated to be in another Avengers movie. Mm -hmm. So now you're Mm -hmm. in a situation, Disney's now in the situation where like, Kevin may put all this creative energy into Spider-Man yeah. and now it is going to essentially be distributed to Netflix to a competitor in, to a competitor to a and on top of that yep whatever movie spider like Spider-Man also has to find his way into another Avengers movie or maybe it's another team-up movie and then how does that work? Because is it a Spider-Man movie? Because Spider-Man's in it. I don't, or does it have to have the Spider-Man? They're gonna have name? to write like eight addendums to that goddamn yep. deal. And I oh, do not hundred percent. I do not want to figure because they're gonna have to say, okay, when it's a Spider-Man only movie, it goes to Netflix. Exactly but when it's Avengers it properties, yep. exactly it goes to Disney Plus. Because sorry, Avengers is sorry. Disney and yep. Spider-Man yeah, is Spider-Man. That's exactly what they're Spider-Man gonna do. Spider-Man would technically write, but like still now you have to jockey and and now you're gonna yeah. It's just what a mess. What a beautiful mess. This is going to be, yo, this is going to be some like, this could be some daytime TV show, like (laughs) daytime TV stories uh, level (laughs) drama here in a minute. So, you know what I call this? This is, this is, this is, this is work guaranteed for podcasts like us. Like, oh, absolutely. Down the road, they're giving us content. They're giving us literal content and they're giving us content in the aspect of when the, when the contract fight breaks out, because (laughs) one more thing about this thing, remember when Spider-Man, when Sony and Disney were going back and forth about Spider-Man, they both started putting out rumors that no, 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 they want to be a part of this. And no, we want to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden overnight contracts got reconstructed and we're keeping Spider-Man now. Yep. So just keep this stuff in mind whenever the streaming wars you know get worse because they're already happening so yep, there it yep, is for sure completely and, agree and the other thing too is like if you're subscribing to this podcast we all enjoy talking about mm-hmm. this so if you don't like it that's fine we're gonna break it down for you like we actually genuinely yeah. enjoy this so and it's you hard can to come back too. we're gonna keep doing it like it's hard to follow like admittedly so oh, yeah let us what let us break it down for you so yeah. um because then you at least we can if we screw up you can say like oh those guys got it wrong i didn't sorry <laughs> um brian um that was my second piece of news so brian what do you got for you 
So my second piece of news is <laughs> it involves Will Smith. So we're still yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so this kind I I got this from Deadline here, and so uh, Will Smith's movie called Emancipation, which was going to yeah. be following um, an escaped black person uh, during the 1800s. Um, they are were planning on filming that movie in Georgia. They are not now after the recent law that was passed there, which essentially just makes voting harder. Mm -hmm. And if you don't follow that type of news, we're talking about a law that like you can't give someone water while they're waiting in line to vote. So that's why a lot of people are having issues with this new Georgia voting law. And so essentially they put out a statement uh, basically saying they, I'm paraphrasing here, they cannot in good conscience spend the budget of that film Mm -hmm. within Georgia, knowing the restrictive voting laws. And they were going to take production of that film elsewhere. Right now it's, it's looking like 15 million was set to be spent there. Mm -hmm. And that is now not going to be in the economy. And for those, that uh, don't know this in the Georgia economy, as I should clarify. And for those that don't know, Georgia is an incredibly popular filming spot. It's actually where Black Panther and both of Avengers Infinity War and Endgame were filmed, or at least parts of it. It's very friendly to movie studios. You get a lot of tax breaks. That's why you see a lot of stuff filmed in Georgia, even animation stuff. So this is a big deal because this could be the start of an exodus, especially with a name like Will Smith that is so well known and respected. And I just wanted to say that because I think uh, I think that's good. Like, I think this is one of those ways that you can stand up to oppressive laws and techniques and take your business elsewhere. So Mm -hmm. this is also following uh, the MLB All-Star game is not going to be there as well. So you're starting to see this ripple effect of people not wanting to do business in Georgia. Yeah. Um, just really quickly, just to add on to that. I mean, this is, this is something that's going to be felt in wallets for sure. So, um, according to, um, according to like sources, um, just in the fiscal year of 2017 film and TV production had an impact, had an economic impact in Georgia of $9.5 billion. That's in one year. So again, to, again, to have, like people start pulling out of there is a huge deal. Uh, yep. Screen Gems, uh, they have a studio there. Um, yep. Tyler Perry has his studio there. Sure like, does. there's gonna be a ton of this shit that if they, I mean, this is this is this is cap. This is the intersection of capitalism and <laughs> politics at its finest. <laughs> um, and essentially, people will say like, "Well, we can't afford to lose." billion dollars annually so maybe we try to fix this and that's the that i mean you know hit them where it hurts which is most oftentimes in people's wallets and this isn't this is not cancel culture well that that is one thing you'll hear a lot of politicians saying yes um on on both sides because at this at this point this is what i meant to say let me since we're on the topic of politics joe biden don't you ever tell me to calm down Okay, oh. that's my thing. Oh, don't don't, don't tell me to don't tell me or any or people going through stuff to calm down. If you don't know what that's about, just go look it up. So I yep. just wanted to add that because I meant to say that earlier and I did not. Um, this is this is if you have enough people follow suit, like 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 the team is already saying, this makes the biggest difference. It's not mm-hmm. cancel culture. If you look at the way that the law is set up, one of my uncle um said something that they make rules rules for them and laws for us and yeah. us being people there 
it's more than just black people or people of color that that law affects. Okay, Mm -hmm. if you're looking at diversity includes also white people, because we're also talking about socioeconomic status as well. And people that fall into that, let's call it a tier or let's call it to in hierarchy, whichever, whatever word you want to use, they are affected by that. Okay, sure. Um, Because that that is the it's the area geographically of how that laws that those new laws will impact um, voters, Um, and they're only doing that because of how things flipped when they thought that the last president, the exiting president, um, or now the the former president, um, lost. He didn't win, and they were so shocked by that and surprised at that that they had to change the rules of the game um, and change the laws of the game. Yep. And, and now everybody's banding together and what they'll do is label it cancel culture or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. No, you have to do what you have to to no longer tolerate bullshit. And so that's all I'll say to that. And it's, it's a good, really surprised that Will Smith pulled this move too, because I expected him to be more of a um, kind of a on the fence type of person, not making moves like that. So yeah. I don't know if that's a him thing or the production company lead type of thing. Yeah, but yeah, really surprised question. that Will pulled that because usually he does not get too involved into picking sides when it comes no, to politics. Good point. Yeah, he usually tries to stay away from it. Yeah, yeah. And if I if I could just say one thing on top of what Marcus said, people, you cannot have your capitalistic principles both ways. You can't tell me on one fucking hand to pull me up by my bootstraps and on the other hand say, well, those companies don't have the right to cancel us. If cap, if, if hey, if cash rules everything around me, it rules fucking everything. Cream, get the money, dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Like, it doesn't really matter, like, what's going I had to finish it. I couldn't just start it. it and not I finish it. Yes. Um, I love it. I like the energy. That's But that's my point. It's like, you can't have it both ways. Either it yeah. rules everything or it doesn't. And, mm-hmm. and you saying, like, oh, it's acceptable to say it rules me when these three boxes are checked but it doesn't when only these two or more are yep just yeah p- p- pick your poison and stick with it but this is bullshit like it either rules everything or it doesn't well that's the conversation we have me and doug have all the time surrounding free speech what beats out free speech more free speech just Absolutely. because one side has it and is making the laws so that it reflects one particular mm-hmm. side doesn't mean that the other side does not have the same voice. And then it's, it's the higher ups or it's whoever that determines, well, when they use it, it's one thing. And when we use it, it's mm-hmm. another. Yep. Yeah. This, the system is fucked. This two party system <laughs> is fucked. Okay. And we just need to do yes. something different. Just something, something else needs to happen. But yeah. that, you know, that's, that's, that's politics for sure. It, seriously. Yeah. So, and uh, I think the only other thing I wanted to say here too, is just, I, I mean, also cancel culture, like it's called mm-hmm. accountability. It's not canceling <laughs> anyone. You're just holding them accountable. And I'm sorry. That's really hard for some people who have never been held accountable before. Yeah. So in any case, they are exiting Georgia. We'll see if other productions follow suit. Um, the the last Spider-Man it. film there, by the way. Um, yeah. So yeah. I mean, like it's, it's, it's the place. Oh yeah, for sure. Billion dollar Sony ain't letting that shit leave. Uh, ain't let that happen. <laughs> I tell you that. Uh, Marcus, your second piece of news, sir. I don't have no second piece of news. Let's get right to the funk. Okay, oh, boy. All right, everybody, strap right. in. Marcus is heated. Okay, here's here's where we at. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ooh. We're at a mid. Is this considered a mid-season? Mid-season, right? I mean, uh, it was like the fourth episode in six. Yeah, season finale. Uh, approachment is like how yes. I look. That's at a it. good, yeah. End there of second go. act, right? In the yeah. okay, yes. End of second act. I like that. End of finale approachment. 
And I'll be honest with you, here's my hot take. And this is going to be a spoiler filled portion. So, you yeah, know, whatever. Just, yeah, here's 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 my hot take. I'm not impressed. Um, and, and I will invite my co-host and friends to hop in at whatever point. But here we've been having a conversation all week. Yes. Johnny Walker. That's not his name. <laughs> but um, I mean, he's drunk again. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> Walker. What is his first name? Because now no, John I'm Walker. Here. John Walker's right. Oh, it's John. Just okay. Johnny Walker. John. You've got some partying <laughs> on your mind. Johnny. Johnny's what his grandma calls him. Um. So John. John Walker. You know the end scene for that film for this episode was good. Mm. It was a good end scene that said a lot. I'll put a pin here. Didn't know if he got decapitated or if he just killed that man and just battered the fuck out of him. But whatever. Assume what you want to. Right. Um, The end of episode four was a good ending. The whole episode four was bullshit. Um, Mm. Because and and, and for the the rest of the season. Now, this is I'm going to preface this with I have not gotten to the end to episode six because we only episodes four. So maybe some other shit is going to happen. So we got two episodes left, but what has happened that has pissed me off is we were, this was, it's called Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but this was supposed to be the story of Sam becoming Captain America, this black man. Yep. And it's, it follows the path of Steve Rogers saying, I choose you to take on the mantle of becoming Captain America. And, and Sam then saying, I don't know if I'm ready for it. I'm going to hand this over. And I was hoping that the storyline would follow with Sam and Bucky learning more about each other, um, answering some questions, Bucky teaching him some things about what Mm -hmm. Steve stood for, Sam teaching Bucky about this new world we live in, and this is how things are. That did not happen. Um, Yep. And instead, what happened is we've got four out of six episodes of Sam just basically saying, I didn't want the shield. See, with just, no he's, why he's just repeating himself is basically where we're at <laughs> and like acting surprised at things that i don't feel the character would genuinely be surprised at because no. he's black there's right. no way he was surprised when a white man walked out with that shield he looked at that tv and i would have been like oh, oh yeah see that coming <laughs> i saw that coming. well it, yeah i guess yeah All that, right. that, that makes sense to me and yeah. so he proceeds to then defend Johnny Walker, yeah, along with Bucky, who then gets hit with the five finger five finger punch of death. That's a kill bill. Oh, I love kill that. Yeah, um, right in his arm because and, and I put a pin in it. We talked about this before the podcast. When Johnny Walker told the uh, the Malaji, okay, he told the Malaji, "This is my jurisdiction, or you're out of your jurisdiction." Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> and they were here for the man who assassinated their king. Assassinated. Bucky then went and defended the man who was defending the man who assassinated their king. So she then goes and hits a hard factory reset on his arm. (laughs) He watches this motherfucker flop on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. The the reason that I'm upset, I'm I'm trying to keep it short. The reason that I'm upset is because this is not realistic in my eyes. I wanted Sam to say America is not ready for a black Captain America. Look at the world we live in, not because it's five years later and there's a blip, there was a blip, but because we still live in America five years later after the blip. Yeah. Okay. You had Johnny Walker have a friend 
who essentially was his partner and his and his close friend. We'll call him that, Lamar. His biggest, Lamar his biggest the, advocate. His biggest advocate who encouraged him that he be, and Lamar believed in him. Oh, for sure. What happens is you have Lamar be somebody's. I'm the black. I have a black friend, or See? my best friend is black. So there's no way that I could be a nasty human being. We're not even going to say racist. We're going to say a nasty human being. Yeah. This friend dies. And apparently that was the only thing keeping him tied to <laughs> some form of, 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 of sanity mm -hmm. after his friend died, which I get it. That's trauma. But that was the only thing that, that they deemed this person worthy of being Captain America that kept him tied to sanity yeah you use him as a cue to be like john can't be a bad person he's just having a bad day because he keeps getting oh, his ass whooped yeah. by people who aren't super people that's not what this discussion is about or should have been about and you introduce characters right. like isaiah bradley and you yep. introduce these oh, leads yep. and you never you haven't gone back to finish the fucking story or let me know more about sam i don't know shit about sam outside of he knows how to talk to carly that was a great scene that was that's awesome not scene. what's going to yeah. make him captain america if you're telling me he's worthy of being captain america because he mm. knows how to talk and has that steve side of talking that's not enough because steve was not black okay okay steve okay, okay could do Steve things because lo and behold, as much as we love him and how he's painted, Steve yep. is a blue eyed, yep. blonde haired, totally. white American male. And if they didn't appreciate Steve in the first, if we're just talking <laughs> MC universe, I'm not even going to go historically. <laughs> yeah. In the first movie, they had Steve as a shtick. Yep. As a look at our super That's soldier. Look point. at the things he can do. Imagine what they would have done. No, don't imagine Isaiah Bradley yep. was the black Captain America and had his ass locked the fuck up. Yep. So you yeah. cannot fast forward in time and tell me that Sam's going to be a good cat because he didn't choose violence first. That's not what the fuck this is about. That's a fantastic no, point. No, it's not at all. And that's, that's, yeah. that's what's making this so hard for me to enjoy this because how do you wrap this story up? And, and in two episodes and stop making Sam it's no longer Falcon and the Winter Soldier it's yeah. Zemo, Zemo the Winter Soldier Johnny Walker then Sam yeah because <laughs> I know more about them than I know about anybody else but then I know about fucking Sam I know Sam has yep. a sister he lost his parents and he's got two and he's got a, a two nephews that's it and again, if you're again, like you've been mentioning, Marcus, if your whole point of this is to bill it as Falcon and the Winter Soldier, essentially what you're saying is it's okay for these white characters to be deep, complex, and have yep. different motivations, but the black person can't. It's just it's you a just, simple. You, and even if that's yeah. not what you were trying to do, right? The the then you have to figure out. Then you shouldn't have tried to tell the story this way. Right. You've, you're trying to tell a Bucky story. And a Sam story, get me to love Zemo, a Sharon Carter story. Uh, right. Uh, and you introduce the Melage. And it's like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because if I'll be honest, if Johnny Walker was not casted with a person who has a punchable face, right. I would not be as in tune with him. The only reason mm -hmm. I think that I'm not really, oh, it's gonna sound bad. The only reason that I'm not really in tune with John Walker is because he's not attractive like Steve was. Steve, you almost had to make this man the other side of Steve. 
He's not yeah, as attractive. Yeah. He's not as, as confident. He's not this. And he's saying like, and there are people that are still relating to that because that's more human than a perfect chiseled blue eyed blonde yeah. haired white man. That's not as relatable. Steve came out perfect. Johnny Walker right. did not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. make a lot of great points, Marcus. And I think that in that fourth episode too, they really try to draw this contrast of like, Sam's going to go mm -hmm. talk to Carly. Mm -hmm. And like, this is how he's different. And like, they make a big, there's no subtext here, folks. Mm -mm, it is no. very clear. That's what the show is trying to do. Yeah. And as a trained counselor, I enjoyed that because I feel like there's a lot of situations where I've been in, like I can relate to Sam in that moment of like, dude, chill out, like just slow your roll before you go throw some punches and like, let me just go talk to her. I can absolutely relate to that. Oh, I have yeah. been in similar situations in parts of my career where that has happened and I can mm -hmm. relate to it. But I think you put the perfect analysis on it, though, that I'm also coming at it from a white person's perspective mm -hmm. and being like, well, that's all Sam needed to do. And that's not true at all, because he needs to do more in so many other people's eyes to even just get to mm -hmm. the level that that this legacy is putting on him, both in universe and for the viewers as well. Mm -hmm. And I think you make a great point about that. And I want to put that out there because that was a learning moment for me, too, because I feel like that is yeah. a huge overlayer to this that I needed to zoom out and see and I also think that it, and I told this to Marcus too in our group chat unless Sam has like a solid Shakespeare 20 minute soliloquy monologue of like I have learned so much and I oh, I'm going like to lay out this number. three point bullet essay that I'm going to speak to you and yeah. it's going to be like John Galt levels of like just ranting okay mm -hmm. like maybe I can get back on board with your show but I agree with Marcus for a show that's supposed to be talking about Captain America's legacy and the guy who had earned the shield it seems like we're not learning about him and he's almost a passenger in his own story and again yes. like it's just the thing he the way he reacts to things and i don't know if this is the direction or i don't think it's his acting i really don't no. uh -uh. or if it's the story but the idea of like i can't believe they did that to isaiah and i'm like can you can you, can you? <laughs> Like, come on, man. Of all, of, all of all people. Of all the things. Like, of all man. people. That, like, and, that's and, and that's the line? And you can't discredit. And and you cannot say that Sam becomes Captain America. I hope they don't do this. You cannot okay. say Sam does not become Captain America because John Walker was not worthy. So because oh, he no. fucked up to the most extreme, then Sam deserves it. Because right now, as it is in episode four, that's Bucky says- point. I'm going to take the shield. I'm going to do it myself yep. since you won't. Right. But yep. You cannot have this moment where it's like, hey, he fucked up, but we should have gave it to you from the beginning. Sam's going to have to stand the fuck up 10 toes down and say, right. I'm keeping this shield because he told me I was worthy. Yeah. I gave it away. I fucked up. I'm going to be the next cap and put his fucking foot down. But how right. do you do it in two episodes when we ain't found out who the power broker is? We don't know who right. Shannon Carter is. We know we don't know what her allegiance is or where she is. Zemo yep. just disappeared. It's so many moving pieces. How yep. do you put an end to it? Yeah. And I and I think the other thing and and I'll chime in. I think the other thing is is that I feel like this is a and this is this is what makes me I, I'm starting to understand now why Disney decided to go with WandaVision first <laughs> given its proximity to where things are. And the reason why I say that is 
let's let's put this into like historical real real history context mm -hmm. right like mm -hmm. so this is not a movie this is not a tv show about the falcon and the winter soldier i would argue it's not even our it's not even about john walker it's mm -hmm. not even about zemo this is a look at what happens when you take uh ideals of a nation and someone yep. lives them out to the max with watch what happens when someone is patriotic to a fault mm -hmm. when we start replacing um when we start equating service to like patriotism Ooh, yeah, are you like, when to, you start ooh, tying those things ooh, together do it when you start tying those things together then they become inseparable and you can say then you have to to stare this image in the face is what happens when our patriots fuck up what happens when our historical figures mm. that we put on a pedestal and we worship what happens when they fuck up and that is exactly what this is captain america is a it's not just a name it's not just a moniker right it is a symbol of mm. something greater than itself and john walker doesn't understand that he thinks oh, it's yeah. oh i'm just this no 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 you're not just this version of this you are that now mm -hmm. so you can't kill somebody in the street they deserve due process because america's about oh, justice God. he didn't fucking get it and they said you've given a lot of service you're a noble person and everybody keeps trying to remind him that um battlestar tried to remind him that three he so said like got three i want to make sure we come back to battlestar yeah, he, by the he, way he he tried to remind him like you've got medals like you gave service you've done yeah. heroic things like yeah you should absolutely take it but that's because john was only showing him that was the only part that he saw he didn't see the deeply insecure crybaby who can't stand it when he's not strong enough like they didn't see that because we never see our heroes as they pr are presented to us in a historical context as flawed and i think the other thing about this too that that gets really difficult about the character of captain america and i enjoy captain america i want to oh, put for this out sure there. Yeah. i have been excited to see what this show is even though i've been very nervous because mm -hmm. when you have a corporate establishment like disney trying to take on like racism mm -hmm. right like that's what this oh, yeah. show is trying to do they try to do it in such a watered down way that it it just it always feels me leaving disappointed, which is mm -hmm. why like I it's a lot of complicated feelings. They but, give you the saltine cracker solution, like well, yeah, see this I is mean, filling, and you're like not after just one. I'll need like six <laughs> sleeves of those things yeah. before I'm full. Jesus, and, it's and, a water. I hope. And, and I mean, like they have a chance to say something here, and I think they want to. I think the intent is that they want to. Yeah, but with the execution, it it's this idea of like, you're spending two thirds of your story, not giving us Sam's backstory or like what's going on with him. You're just talking about all these things happening around him. And we're not seeing that agency as much like, mm -hmm. yeah, in the first episode, he's like, I'm going to go figure this out. And it's like, okay. And then like, after that, he's just kind of being pulled in all these other directions. Yeah. And I think the, uh, that's one thing. And I'll leave it there. There's two things I want to get to. The first is Battlestar. And I feel like, I don't like that he got troped out of the show. So if you're not familiar, essentially Battlestar got fridged. If that is a new term to you, <laughs> getting fridged <laughs> refers to a Green Lantern comic that was released in the 90s where um, Green Lantern uh, basically was 
he came home. He's like, where's my girlfriend? Oh, she's she's dead in a fridge. And then he was like, ah, vengeance. And he went and did his thing. And that was the entire motivation for the story. Like literally they put her in a fridge and that was supposed to be the entire motivation for the rest of the comic. And it's tropey. And as as I'm talking about it, you may remember it in other stories. It may not be a fridge, but someone, Mm. whether it's a woman or just these people that are meant to be supporting our main character, who is often a white male, are just these things happen to them. And so I I saw it as two halves. One, I understood that Battlestar was supposed to be this like Jiminy Cricket for John Walker. Right. And and I like was it working? I don't know. It wasn't working for me, but I understand what they were trying to do. And I I appreciate it. I appreciate that they made an attempt. I want to say that. But then like as soon as he bit it and it was like, oh, no, there. Oh, no. John Walker is just going to use this as justification for everything and like it's just the villains right justification for everything else and i was like they really fridged that man like they really yeah battle star so clay i believe his name is clay bennett and if i'm not mm-hmm. saying this right please feel free to tweet me at brian roush 115 names are important brian and Roush I really taking on gets, twitter everybody mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like i hope he gets good work he's been in some great stuff he's been in man in the high castle he's been in mm-hmm. cloudy with a chance of meatballs a tv series like he's been in homeland he's obviously done some great stuff i hope he continues to get great stuff because sure. getting having this happen to your character to just like get john walker over the edge that's tough like and that was tough yeah for me to see but um the other part about this that i want to touch on is the response to some people like not understanding that like john walker's clearly the bad guy Mm -hmm. um and Mm -hmm. i don't know how else to tell people that That's really what this is. That's it. Break it, like, break it to him, Brian. Break it, break it, break it, break it to him. Break is, the bad news. Yeah, this is coming from a Twitter interaction I had uh, late Saturday in which I was like, yeah, like who who actually thinks like John Walker has it together? And I posted a reply to somebody with the of John Walker holding a shield over his head, like completely deranged. A person that does not look like they have it all together <laughs> just to like make it crystal clear. And people like came out of the woodwork I, I and I thought they were trolling at first and I didn't respond to them. And then some people were like, well, actually, if you look at Civil War, Captain America um, did almost the same thing to Tony and people trying to make these false equivalences to like Steve. And there were some other tweets out there that were problematic, praising John Walker, which is also problematic. Like <laughs> if someone like just going to put this out there, if someone surrenders to you in a combat capacity and says like, hey, I surrender. Don't hurt me. You, you do not hurt them. That is a that is a war crime. Hmm. Is sounds a, like a familiar. Uh, sounds like a familiar. Thing. Like there was a chance about. that people said like a certain movement that would use that as a protest <laughs> anthem. Something just yeah. happened today that. Kind do you of think Brian? Ref- Brian, do you like think this. they say something like, "Hands up, don't shoot"? Do you think they say something Damn. like that? Damn. Um, yeah, it sounds It'd really too, familiar. You know what? Oh, it's pro- that, uh, we'll that figure sounds, it out later. That sounds too we'll, we'll, on the nose. We'll it's figure probably it out later. Yeah, 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 we'll figure it out. Which yeah, I don't also know. is one of the reasons I was a little like tepid coming into this conversation, especially mm. with how we opened the episode. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's the other thing too of just like Disney. I don't know how you're going to thread this needle to make everybody happy. <laughs> you you got You cannot. Like, you and know, work is cut out for you, sirs. And I don't think you can do it in six episodes unless the no. entire sixth episode is Anthony Mackie being like, hey, listen up. This is all the bad stuff. Here's all the stuff you can do to fight races. I don't know. In any case, my point being is that I, I to show I, there are people who really miss the chart. point. There are people that are like, oh, you know what? I understand. I, I understand how I could even fall into the John Walker thing. And if you're saying stuff like that, 
have some reflection because that's not good. Like follow please. advice number one and read a book because <laughs> there are several that could tackle this topic. Because like, advice John... number four, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> like I like God. and the context and there's a lot of great folks on Twitter that re retweet too, whether it's myself or Marcus or Doug, mm-hmm. and you should follow them for this analysis because it's not a it's not subtext. This is not subtext. Like John no. Walker like killed somebody in broad daylight with a Captain America shield who surrendered to him. While being recorded with cell phones. Um, like if that <laughs> if that is subtext Thanks, to you, I please we will do a one-on-one one-on-one like basic film thing, literary analysis. Um, my like we will talk about it, the three of us with you. Because I, that was not subtext. Re- real quick, I will say. In all fairness of people who feel this way, yes. I will say yeah. we are not trying to tell someone that when they have these moments that and they feel like having vengeance, that they shouldn't feel that way. <laughs> mm, interesting. We're not trying to tell people how to feel. We are telling you, you can feel all the fucking shit you want to feel. You just can't act on it. So just real quick, that's that's kind of the message I'm going here. That that that's where I'm at. It's just it's just really tough as a Cap fan. This is, a, like, this is fucking some soup that we're fucking waiting no, through. Here's the thing, though. I feel like that we won't have to parse this India. out because Disney's like, hey, we're gonna do it. Like we're gonna tackle. <laughs> here's my thing. Sentence. Here's what Go I want to say please. real quick. First of all, they can't cancel us in India, so shout out to India. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the other thing about the Anthony Mackie. And Anthony Mackie, if I'm wrong, you come on this podcast, cuss me out. I feel like Anthony Mackie will fall into that Will Smith realm of not being the one to say about, to 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 want to tackle the bigger story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. I just okay. feel like I can't, I feel like for protection and he's about to be the new lead and he wants yeah. to be accepted as Cap, as this Black Cap, is Anthony is I don't know his character, but is Anthony Mackie as a person, his personal character, like in real life, is he the one that's going to be like, we need to tell this story this way? Or is he just following the lead of whatever somebody's telling him to? Because yes, he's black, but are you addressing the deeper issue? And are you holding your writers accountable to address the deeper issue and give your story more? Once again, we have two episodes left. And if I'm wrong, when I watch the episode, I will come back and be dead wrong. But if it, if you don't go that way and you are just along for the ride, that doesn't help with this diversity that Disney already said that they were trying to do. And yeah, there's a difference writing for a black lead and being a black lead, like cyborg it's cyborg versus Sam Wilson. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I I think I'll just leave it. I think I'll leave it at that. Yeah. No, go ahead, Doug. No, please, Brian. I think I I also think it's really difficult because a lot of these stuff means a lot of things to a lot of Mm -hmm. people. But I the thing I want to say is that Captain America, like he evolves to a point where like the dude. Like there's an entire comic book series about he's like, this country sucks. I'm leaving. (laughs) And I need to just like say that out loud, one, for my own health. But like two, the character has evolved so much that he's just trying to embody leadership of like doing the right thing. Yes, there are problematic things with Captain America and how the character has been written in the past, 
how it has been presented, but like to get to this modern day interpretation now of cap is just an embodiment of leadership of trying to do the right thing. That's where we're trying to go here. And, and, and living for, your values, Brian, like not yeah. just li- leadership and doing the right thing, but living your values. I rewatched um, yeah. winter soldier this weekend. And yeah. one of the things that he says in that movie is he's talking to fury about it. He goes, shield hydra you're all the same goddamn thing you're all the same thing taking lives and claiming you're doing it what's in the best systems of the country and you're not like and that is a fear like that is a fear like an entirety thing of like either killing people is wrong or (laughs) it's not you can't tell me it's oh it's wrong in this scenario because that version isn't acceptable or yeah, that's like you you can't justify this shit away. Either you believe in something a hundred percent and you're willing to fight for it yep. because the cost of freedom is high. Like either you're willing to do it or you're not. And if you're not, that's fine. Just understand it. And that's the point I think we're I think that's the other aspect of this that it's like it's not just doing the right thing, it's fucking stand behind what you believe mm-hmm. or don't. Yeah. Damn. And honestly, I think, Doug, I think between that and Marcus's analysis of like how Sam becomes Cap with all of these other environmental factors, I think that combined with that mm-hmm. is, I think, why this show isn't clicking with us. Like, yeah. Yeah. we don't see that fire from Sam and no. we're not seeing these real like these things that we think he would be reacting differently to just based on like what's happening out the window. And I think, yeah. I'm just trying to sum it up here. Like, I think that's the reason why it's not clicking and why I made my statement of like, I don't know, like Anthony Mackie, are you just going to talk for a half hour at us? Like to just sew all this up because I don't know how you do it. Um, And yeah. And I think the other thing to think about is, well, the other thing for us to take into consideration is they did drop a two episodes left trailer today. Yeah, they did. did They did. So, and in that it shows a confrontation between, Bucky, Sam, and John Walker in right. what looks like an abandoned cardboard mm-hmm. factory. Like <laughs> they, they're obviously having because they got a lot of those. They got a lot. Of those. They Do you are. Think, you think they like made. didn't get enough time on the Mandalorian set, and they're like, "Sorry, you got to leave." Oh, the best we can do is the cardboard. That's hilarious. Right. So. so, like, so they clearly are having this. But I mean, <laughs> if we if we speculate how this plays out, okay. Yeah. Yep. John Walker runs off. Sam and Bucky follow after him. And then you're right, Brian, there is going to be some five minute monologue where he goes, you're not the captain of America because cap would never kill somebody in the street like that. So now I've had enough and now it's time for me to take it. These people were telling me not to, but if this is all about values, ideals and representing like justice and freedom, you are so not that it's time we take this from you. But why and, is it to that but extreme? That, yep. And it's like so fucking rushed then. God. And it's yeah. like you're giving someone character development in a matter of 15 minutes. And well, that character go. development could have been there the whole time. You yeah. could have had yeah. something in episode two, a conversation between Sam and his sister, where he, where she says, well, you left because you were living what you believed in. And he could have said, like, yeah, and you're right, and I still believe in it. As you didn't need a lot of it. Yeah. You needed a couple of lines like that mm-hmm. here and fucking there, and then you could have moved on. And they just didn't do it. Well, I mean, all the downtime that they have in the plane where you're what? giving time to Zemo, like giving them food. 
cut that. Or talking then... about hip hop, which is fucking random and weird. Don't get or me the wrong. the fact that they were just staring at each other with their knees in each other's crotch. Like, we didn't really get, we got Bucky's side, but we never got Sam. Sam yeah. is the counselor who was yeah. being counseled and didn't get shit out of that fucking scene. No. Bingo. Bingo. God, like, I just want to support Marcus here. About? Yep. Yep. It's so frustrating yep. that these this cannot be the way the way that you specifically tell black people stories. Yeah, it cannot be the way that you put the new. This is not a new Iron Man. This is not somebody just yeah. hopping into a suit and becoming new Iron Man. This is somebody becoming somebody named Captain America. <laughs> but what the fuck this? Can, and also back to Doug's point, they never did forgive Steve after he went on the run nope right there wasn't a point yeah. where they forgave him things just continued to happen that when the blip happened and things came back it was steve that saved us or steve was here the whole time the they, government never ever forgave him oh, no the u.s government had him as a fugitive and and, and left it that way yeah like so so much it. so that when Tony comes back to Earth, Tony is so drinking the Kool-Aid on you're the enemy that abandoned us. He goes on this long diatribe before he passes out. It goes, yep. where the fuck were you? Yeah. Like you were off doing your thing, like, you know, not Damn. being close to somebody who arguably killed like who <laughs> killed my parents and not not to mention how many other people. And you were off doing that. So where were you when this happened? He went so far as to blame him for yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Tony, you did this. <laughs> this is actually, Tony, this is your fault. But actually, that's a different story. Heads hey, up. Tony, different just story. pick, not that, not, hey, <laughs> maybe not this. Yeah, learn battle. how to pick your battle. Also, yeah, you got to learn how to pick them. Have a green oh. shake, just so now. Yeah. No, this this conversation is is helpful oh, we not to my soul. Yeah, like, we not done with it. It just I don't know. There's it Ooh. a lot of people are seeing this so many different ways and people are like, mm -hmm. "Aren't you jazzed about this as a cap fan?" I'm like, "I don't know." And that's weird. Like I should be. Like <laughs> I, I should be and I just I want to see the whole thing before I have a final judgment. But everything you're saying, Marcus, I'm picking up and I think that's why I just feel so mm. off at this point. And I think this episode of the podcast is going to come out when the fifth episode mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. is going to release, but hopefully you're thinking about these things as you're also, going into episode five and six. Also, it's not, I don't want to have to say this because I, I don't want to feel like I have to, but I'm going to say it anyway. Every conversation is not as black and white as it may seem. Although this, this podcast is called films on black and white, right? Uh, but, but it's not just because Sam is a black man that I'm defending or irritated with the storyline. Right. Because if you were going to do the same thing with Bucky, <laughs> then, then Steve should have picked Bucky. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you yeah. cannot say that this is the way that this goes. And then you tell a story that has me more convinced that Bucky deserves it because I feel bad for him. And he relates more to Cap and he gets it. And he overcame so fucking much. And right. that should be the Captain America. You have not put that same energy into the person that um, Steve selected at yep. the end of Endgame. This is, yep. this is, this is shit in my mind. This is bad storytelling. Mm -hmm. Like the, like the, 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 the character identities and, and who they are are really, really important. And it just goes to show that when this was written, it wasn't even thought about mm -mm. because just, if it, because, and, and that's what's just the thing that makes me kind of like I'm kind of like baffled and like bamboozled by of like, OK, you take this time to put Isaiah in episode two yeah. mm -hmm. and then you're never going to follow up on being about the complexity of being 
black and in the mm-hmm. service and being a superhero like you're never going to circle back it, on that like and not and, having it as a tie-in at the end of it being yep. i'm going to sit with you at this table and tell you what it was like to be black cap right. don't do that shit right That's, or, oh my gosh oh that is totally you're not even gonna, gonna, you're gonna be not even isn't gonna, it you're not even going to take a minute to, to talk about the racial profiling of the cops when they're outside of Isaiah's house. You don't get to thread this needle and lead us down this track. And then when you get to the moment to finally do something mm-hmm. with it, go like, psych, it was a red herring. And like, Bucky automatically knows about these kind of experiences and just gets them. Yeah. There's oh, no man. explanation nope. on, hey, you were born 600 years ago, but hey, this right here, <laughs> this, this, this is not a yeah. normal thing. And remember, he was born before world war ii yeah so they were doing that shit all the time i mean it really shouldn't 20s. be that surprising at all like like it, none of that should be surprising to a man who grew up in the 20s it, it, oh maybe i got that wrong maybe he did understand that no that's right well no he he, i mean he that. did yeah but it yeah. was not pronounced and it was understated and yeah. it just it didn't it was land socially right for me. acceptable yeah. god man y'all have people maybe better. disagreed with it but in our nation's history, I'm sorry. Like, hey, Christy oh. Gnome, if somehow you stumbled upon this shit, let me just clue you in real quick. It was socially acceptable. That doesn't mean it's right. Like, and I'm not here telling you that like America is a terrible place. I think we just have to take a minute to acknowledge the fact that, hey, um, <laughs> we, we treated we treated black and brown people pretty shitty. Like, just real quick, we did, Here's, and we still do. Like, all I'm asking acknowledge the past so we stop repeating yep. it yep acknowledge it yep i'm not i'm not saying that i'm not just calling you evil just to call you evil i'm calling <laughs> you evil because i want to i want to what what is that peter booty egg i forgot what his name is but Pete egg. yeah Pete he, egg. he talked about racism is literally built into bridges and they and then the, if you look that up there's stories about why, why bridges were built and you look i'll let y'all do your own history and yep. research read a book so but yep. like it's literally if it's if it's built into that simple of a concept, acknowledge the past so that we can get past and so that we can look towards the future and be more progressive. Yeah. Because if you don't do it for us, it's going to repeat and be much worse for others that are included in the diversity. When you're once again talking socioeconomic status and not just skin color, when you're digging a little bit deeper, when the higher up start making rules and laws that start affecting everybody else lower than them. Well, and remember, we operate our entire system is based off of precedent. They start doing it to one. It's not a long leap before they start doing it to everybody. Uh, and not to mention, we all suffer from the lack of like creative diversity, intellectual diversity. Mm-hmm. We all suffer with. Yes. Eiffel a voice entirely. That is the one thing that I will say that I agree yep. with when it comes to, and this podcast has taken a turn, which is fine. Um, that is the one thing I will say when someone says like, oh, I want there to be intellectual diversity. You're right. I do. <laughs> I do want that, but I'm not doing anything to prevent that from happening. I'm not you telling a voice it. on the opposite, of the opposite side of the aisle. Hey, shut yep. the fuck up. You can't say that. Yeah. I want to give everybody their time and place yeah. because at the very least, if somebody who has vo- views that are opposite than me, at the very least, I will learn something mo- new about the world, even if I don't like it and even if I don't agree with it. And that and does not hard. mean forcing it or strategically placing it in positions just so you can have it. It's got to naturally happen 
There yeah. are people that are on the opposite side that know how to hold conversations. And then there are those where the car, the conversation between Carly and Sam was, you know, people view you as a supremacist. She says, I'm not a supremacist. I just believe what I believe and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get there. There are people that don't know the, like the definition of it. And yeah. so you become that. Cause you don't know you're there until you, you don't know you're there until you look, uh, look around and you have a moment of clarity How did and you we go like, here? and it was that moment of like, it, it was that moment for her when she was like, well, those people de deserved it. And she was like, Oh, wait a minute. Like she already, yeah. she was like, Oh, you got me. Like, well, <laughs> and, but, and I think what's, I think this conversation is so important and, and like, I know we've spent time on it, but I think it's so important because if you're trying to have this in a show with these really big yes. characters, <laughs> you have a responsibility to do it. And yep. I think to me, what seems like what is happening is there's this disconnect between whether it's the corporate or the writer's room or mm -hmm. maybe both. Yeah. And they want to make it clear. John Walker is over the top bad and we can all rally against that. I, I understand that. But if you're talking about this legacy and you you are actively introducing these elements, they can't be window dressing. You need to talk about them and leave them out there for people Great to point. digest and sit with that uncomfortableness. And I get that doesn't make profits, point, but like it's your creative integrity. I know I'm talking about Disney here, but like I, but, that but you have still, a responsibility right. to that and we feel passionately about these characters because they mean so many things to us and so when we get to see representations of them yeah we're gonna have critiques if if, if we yeah, think that you're fumbling right. this here a variety of ways because these characters mean something to us and how we navigate this world especially in these trying times that we're in um ain't no, ain't no such thing as halfway crook if you're going to do it, you got to do it. Like you got to 100% commit to it because half-assing right. it will not get you anywhere. And right. again, these last time we saw these characters, they were <laughs> fighting a giant purple man with a gold glove from space who came back in time. So Diversity uh, issue. We, we, we get it. Like we get it. This is weird for us to be talking about this, but this is, I think, Brian, your point. Oh, it's just so awesome. Of like, oh, you cannot accomplish complexity you can't build complex characters fuck you did it with wandavision and it was eight yeah. episodes and there was still Ooh. shit that you left on the table yep. and then really? you try and do something that is arguably more complex than grief the one thing that's more complex <laughs> than grief and you're gonna do it in six episodes what the fuck yeah. are you thinking yeah you could pull that shit off uh, you're yeah. not magellan like you can't navigate <laughs> trenches <Magellan>. this narrow <laughs> I, yeah I, I think the, yeah, Magellan. Maybe I should leave it there. Listen, you can figure out a Thanos arc over the span of 10 movies, but you can't figure out racism in six episodes. I'll tell you that. Right. That, that's, you're not going to figure that shit out. Like, that, that's one of those things that Thanos I mean, is a little bit easier to beat than... <laughs> I mean, unless, racism. unless like Falcon and Winter Soldier pulls like a Tom Brady Super Bowl against the Falcons Ooh. and does all of the work in the fourth quarter, like, and, and we stand here in two weeks or sit, whatever, in two weeks, and we're like, wow, we were this right a different place. Mm -hmm. I, sure. And, and I will totally what, eat my hat or my curl, whatever, but it here's, just doesn't feel like that right now. And here's what I'll say. I hope they do. Yes. Like, I mean, uh, it. yeah, I'm I hope they do. All. I hope that I'm back here next week being. Hey everybody! Um, <laughs> we well, come to you again. 
Uh, I'm once again asking for your forgiveness as I have put my foot in my mouth. Um, I hope you'll respect my privacy in this trying time. Um, I, I hope it's one of those moments where I'm like sincerely coming to everybody being like, I was wrong. Sorry for my tirade. Yeah. Um, but based on the trajectory of this slow show, based on its pacing yeah. based on the, the, the choices and the, of the situations these characters have been in, I gotta be honest. I just, I don't, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I guess we'll see over we'll the next see. two episodes. Yep. I don't know how we got here, but I'm so glad we did. You know, uh, yeah, was... no, this is good. <laughs> no, this is a good spot because, yeah. The cream of the crop. Oh, every time. Gentlemen, is there any other pieces of news that you all want to touch base on before we close this bad boy out? How do you top that? Man? I don't think we oh. can. I, no, I just wanted yeah. to be respectful and ask. Um, so that brings us to the part of the show where we plug some things, either we're, we're what we're working on or just stuff we want to let people know about. Um, I actually want to turn it over to Marcus because I don't know if y'all follow Marcus on Instagram or anything else, but this musician has some fire shit coming down the line. Marcus, you want to tell us what, tell us what you're working on? Yeah, I guess I'll make the announcement here. Um, I have a new song coming out. It's it's been a while. Um, I have a new song coming out called Go Girl featuring Maya. Sorry, the Maya Lene. Hey. Um, and, and Go Girl, I've made the decision. I put up a poll. It's Friday now, so you all will hear it Wednesday. Um, this new song is coming out Wednesday. We're working on music videos. It is, it is the lead Whoa. single from my next project until then. Um, and, and I am so, so very, very excited. It's a vibe. Um, it's not, it's not like a, you know, you, you, if you've heard one of my songs called Never Offended, that's very much lower, uh, uplifting, you know, that kind of song. This song is very much like a club bop, like a, it, it's, it's for the women. It's called Go Girl Love for it. the women. Tell them how, how you don't need me, but I, I'm still going to try to holler at you anyway. But Wednesday, that new song, Go Girl, comes out from my next project. Um, until then, with the Myla Nay. So everywhere you get your streaming stuff at, you know what I mean? It's fantastic. I'm Thanks, genuinely Doug. excited to hear. I'm genuinely excited to hear that. Um, Thank you. Brian, what do you have popping? Again, check out thelovenerds.com. It's spring. It. It's starting to feel warmer. You're probably grilling out. There's a bunch of grill recipes. I know that you're in that position where it's like, uh, I don't know what to make for this group of people. Just go there. My wife will tell you what to make. It's easy and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. I love it. I love lovebirds, to be honest with you. Like, no lie, I go there just to see what's up there for, <laughs> for in, in just in case. I'd be like, yo, I need to go back and go get that little like buffalo chicken dip recipe or like, you know, all the various things. And it, oh, it's, it's cool. It's cool. So shout out to Maggie Roush and shout out to Brian Roush and the yes. Roush family. Love her. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, How about you, Doug? Doug, what, yeah, Doug uh, what you got? Yeah. This podcast is what we got. Um, no way. We Ooh. are dropping stuff all the time. Um, we are, you, y'all, if we are deep into like May, June, and July are going to be awesome for movies. Um, so we hope that you'll continue to join us on this journey. Also, sign up for the Patreon. I am looking at a stack of stickers with your name on it. All you have to do is just sign up for the t- Patreon. Five, Show us 10, a sticker, 20, dude. Whatever you, whatever you want, you get this lovely holographic sticker with our oh, faces yeah. on it. Um, it's, it's nice and shimmery. Um, so, yeah, just sign up for the Patreon. Like I said, 5, 10, 20 doesn't really matter. Um, we'd be happy to send you one. Um, we appreciate all the love and support we've gotten thus far. Um, so, yeah, that's just kind of where we're at. But this gentleman brings us to our three-step pri- process to success. Brian, why don't you holler at us with that first step? So the first step, it's 
read. Yeah. Read R -E anything. But I'm gonna get another I'm gonna give another plug to End of Policing. It is like three, four dollars on the internet. Go Google it. It is like eleven chapters. It's an easy read, and then you can impress your friends that you read it. Yeah. Hey, it's not like we give you, we tell you like, and y'all don't listen. So Brian just had to give you something to read mm -hmm. too. So just, just do that. Hey, you got homework. You should have just there read. You go. That's right. You if go. you just read, we wouldn't have to do this. Uh, Marcus, what's our second step? Ooh, the second step. Yeah. You know I mean, very, very important. It's getting hot outside. Okay. It's, it's officially hot. We are on a hot streak. Okay. Well, we're on a streak where the sun is out. It's important to drink your water. Gotta drink your Very water. You, some of y'all are out here talking to me, full-fledged conversations with cotton mouth and all types of white stuff in between, like, you know, on the edge of your lips and stuff like that. Not good. Not good at all. So no. please, no. drink some water. You know what I mean? Water. Not colored water. Drink some water. Straight water. Just straight water. Okay. Um. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just, just make sure you stay hydrated. And gentlemen, the last step to this process is, look, it's getting nice out. You might be in a place where it's 65 or above and you're putting on shorts and a tank top, but you're missing something really important. The, the most important part to that outfit, which is washing your ass. So you're dressing nice. You're, you're exposing everybody to more parts of your body, but you're not clean in your body. And if you're not going to clean your body and flaunt it for everybody to see, you're just doing yourself and everybody else a disservice. So just grab some soap and get up in it and just wash your ass because it's important. And a lot of people have uh, forgotten that. So uh, just take care of that. Uh, we will thank you all for joining us for season two, episode 15, the podcast of Bagger Vance. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with a movie review. Um, and in the meantime, we hope you all will stay safe and stay healthy. Um, and we will catch you all next week. Your cushy, so please don't push me. I'm using rubber so